What's good? It's <laughs> Reg. It's Stone. And we're here at the Pornhub Awards. We've been going through the best rapper or sex tapes out there. <laughs> Coming up, <laughs> we've got a little selection from a man called Ray J. You know, little classics. Then after that, we've got a little bit of... Uh, was Tommy from fucking Wally Crew, right? He had a yeah, rap career. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Method, Methods of Mayhem. Methods of Mayhem coming up right afterwards. <laughs> and then uh, a little bit, we have the new debut by uh, ASAP Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, folks. Uh, we're hitting you on a day where arguably it's, it's, it should be a day of celebration. The new sex tape has hit the streets, but apparently it's a new boring sex tape, so nobody really cares. Yo, we're back in the 2000s, fam. Yeah, I feel like it's great. It's, 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 like, it's, it's with everything, but like the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, how do sex tapes leak nowadays? It's like <laughs> everything's in the cloud. Yeah, so I, I guess. But it's like but even then, it's just like it's not like, like, like you'll get nudes. You know, like I yeah. can definitely understand an ASAP Rocky dick pic or twenty flying around the internet. Well, but, you know, uh, I'm actually kind of surprised. You know, because again, everything's in the cloud. Everything's hackable. Like there's this whole thing with like you know, uh, what is it, the Fapgate, whatever, or like the Hollywood starlets got they got their uh, accounts hacked. But for the most part, you're not seeing leaked sex tapes out here in these streets. But I think it's, and this is where it goes to my own word bias, and I want to link it somehow to sex tapes. But, you know, it's like Instagram, right? I love Instagram because it's a well-curated feed. You know, well-positioned shots. Everybody knows how to take a really good selfie, right? Yeah. But Instagram stories is all fucked up. It's all angles are weird. It's like motherfuckers are shooting it in the storm. And that's why I think, you know, like Fabgate, it's all these like selfies and all these like, I don't say professionally, you know, people are posing with their nudity. And yeah, yeah, yeah. A little more effort into it. Sex tape, no matter who's doing it, it's kind of just like fucking potato vision, man. <laughs> <laughs> that audio is all grainy and shit. It's dark. <laughs> I, d- I don't understand. We got 4K on the on our smartphones, fam. Because we, we underestimate the amount of work it goes to the we got, porn. We got tripods, nah, dude. Man, it's like we got, got GoPros out here. You got to have an audio engineer on sets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have to have fucking a couple of boom mics. You got to have a couple of fucking different cameras from different <laughs> angles. It's like motherfuckers think it's easy to make porn, man. It's, it's, it's definitely not. You know, not that I know this from my own fucking experience, but as somebody who's watched many a pornography <laughs> in my many decades, I can notice things like fucking, you know, quality and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, sometimes I think in this era, the idea of this le- leak a sex tape just normally like that, not not cool. You not you have to put effort into your sex tapes as we leave in 2019 to make a debt. <laughs> But see, we still don't know if, if I don't know, man. Like, like we still don't know if ASAP Rocky's put in the effort. Like, I, I haven't seen the tape. I was telling you before we we start taping. I was trying to find it, you know, just for the audience. Just you for, know, just, just, just for them. Yeah, you know, it's, it's for the yeah, I was looking for it too. You know, it's, it's, I don't want to look it up. It's it's, it's I, research. But I feel like I have to. You know, research. We're, like yeah. we're journalists. Yeah, you know, exactly. we're journalists. Yeah, yeah so. you know. <laughs> Hold it that so you don't have to go. You know, that. You know I you know I, I went to Reddit, which is a scumbag of the internet, <laughs> and wasn't there. I was not on Reddit. I, I know, right? It's just like fucking ASAP mob goes deep. <laughs> so I still haven't seen this tape. So I we I don't know. I, I can't but, comment on the quality. But everybody is it's it's uh, the quality of the video. Apparently, uh, who knows? But apparently, the quality of the actual sex not that good. I feel that you know. If, if you're going to have a little sex tape out there, if you're going to do it, go hard or go home. You know what I'm saying? Get that intern that you're underpaying and just fucking Literally. weed and hookups. <laughs> <laughs> have that sad intern there holding a camera. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> go hard or go home. <laughs> but anyway, you know, Christmas, that's Christmas news, apparently. This <laughs> <laughs> is in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Christmas spirit. But what else is here happening? Uh, 
I remember I was noting about Uzi Vert. Apparently, he's going, you know, he has his new song from Eternal A Take, mm. which is probably one of the most boring songs I've heard this year. Have, uh, you, have you heard it at all? No, do do, do, do yeah. I look like an Uzi Vert fan? It's, yeah, I'll, I'll describe it to you. So it's it's trap beat, but not too heavy. Mm-hmm. He's spitting, not heavy, heavy, but he's rapping. And what's weird is this is really annoying fucking, like literally if you had your fucking, your, your Fruity Loops, if you just put in Guido arpeggiator into it, <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of comes in this really loud, obnoxious club thing. So it's a middling song. Nothing too bad. It's, it's, if you're an Uzi fan, you'll like it, but it's not necessarily screams a hit. Yeah. But what I laugh is the fact of it's supposed to be a dance. The Fustal, I don't, I don't even know. The, the oh, yeah, I dance. saw that on, the, on on Twitter. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, I get the idea you want to go viral, but you got to go viral organically. You can't just be like, hey, this is the new viral dance, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Please believe me. Please believe me. <laughs> that lasted about two hours on Twitter. Yeah, it, literally. Like, like, nobody's out there doing the futsal challenge out there in these streets. You're going to see Paul McCartney out there fucking... Shaking a little jig to this fucking <laughs> this mediocre ass Uzi Vert track. So ah no. But uh, I think the big news this week is that, you know, we had all the fucking we all had our lists, you know what I'm saying? Checking it twice, you know, Excel spreadsheets done, you know, perfect font chosen, about to hit publish, and then all of a sudden, Kitchenada comes back with the last yes. salvo of like, yo, y'all can't end this decade without a record for me. Yes. And I was just talking with you before about how Pitchfork wrote, wrote like, you know, he tries to end this woeful duck. Like, it was a weird, sadly depressed fucking review. <laughs> it's like he, he's ending this woeful de- decade on a positive note. Something that was really like, damn, Pitchfork, what's happened to man? Trump's only been here for a couple of years. I get it. It's tough, but come on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Kitchen I dropped a new album. Um, it's an interesting record because we discussed it before. We'll get into it now where yeah. I think universally it's liked. But I think where it's oddly divisive is that some people love it and some people like it. Yeah. I, so, look, I'm a Katronai fan. I've been a fan since the SoundCloud era. You kids don't know what's up. Yeah, back in the day. Way you back. Know what I'm saying that Room in Montreal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That one trippy hipster white girl all in the camera frame. You know what I'm saying? I remember the old OG Katronai. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you know, so I've been I've been a fan for a long time, and you know, like ninety nine point nine percent, which is his last album, is a banger. Is a true banger, start to finish, front to back banger. And you know, it's hard to top that. It's really, really hard to top that. Yeah, and I listen to these albums back to back, so I listen to. Was it ten percent and then like ninety nine point nine percent? Apparently, he loves uh, <laughs> percentages. <laughs> Math class, um, and you know it sucks. I don't like comparing them, but that's what you do as journalists, as 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 reviewers. As, as a story, it comes. It comes. Sometimes you got to go deep into the pornography. Sometimes listening to somebody's discography. Any day we take whatever job has to be taken to get this out to you. But, but what I'm trying to say basically is, you know, look. The latest album, 10%, was really cool, but I think what I was missing was 99.9% like had a lot of variations and themes. It had hip hop, it had house, you know, it had like really interesting samples, it had like, you know, just like this variation. Whereas I think like 10% was very much like it, it felt a little one note to me. And it just kind of felt like the same kind of tempos and beats. And I understand like it's it's supposed to be house music, but I think 
like with his previous album, he just kind of went further and deeper. Quick, quick question: ten percent in this new album? Yeah, it's called Bubba, by the way. Oh shit! <laughs> you know what? You know why? Because he's got another mixtape thingy called like a no, but yeah. the, the, the 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 yo edit that out. But the track, <laughs> the, there's a track with um with Kelly Ukas. It's called Ten Percent. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah. My bad, people. Ah, I get it. It's I been a it. it's been a long week. It's been a very long yeah, week. It's a brick outside, dude. Yeah, it's, it's just messing Sleigh with my mental. Bells ringing, malls crazy. <laughs> I, I began checking the train hard by these old ladies in their bags. It's, it's getting scary. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy out here. But no, so Bubba, yeah. Bubba's the Bubba, album. You know, so Bubba name. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, just going back to it, like Bubba is, I I feel it was a little one note. Like I I feel like he. Like I just enjoyed, you know, his previous album so so much more, just because I I did feel like he was taking more risks. Whereas this album, you know, it has some really cool tracks, but it, it I, I don't know, like there wasn't as much variation to me, and I I wouldn't say I was bored. It's, it's a it's a good album, but I think I was expecting a little bit more. That's all I'm trying to say. And I kind of see it. I feel that because if you think about, and the thing is, I think it's great. Also, cause I'm I'm a fan. But I think the issue here is the, the issue. I, I think is the fact of where he made his trade doing, you know, Future Soul esque R and B remixes. Where it's like, all right, here's an R and B song. You know, the infamous Janet Jackson flip. Where it's like, yeah. here's an R and B song that's a, a certain tempo. I speed it up a little bit, add a little bassline, make it a little funkier, and now it's a little fucking two step jam. And I felt that with this record, he kind of leaned into that sound more. So I could definitely see, like you said, the other one was more hip hop was more house. This record is from beginning to end is dance music, but it's definitely a lot more R and B dance music. You know what I'm saying? Like like the Tanashi song. I love the Tanashi song. It's it's a great song. And it's the idea of where, you know, that song works really well in the club, but if Tanashi grabbed that beat and put it on fucking LA radio, it worked perfectly fine the same exact way. You know, and yeah. I think the idea of where he's kind of found this niche of making very danceable R and B or making very you know house you know dance feature soul that's very could work on R and B radio, and I think that's what his niche is. Production wise, I think it's I think it's an improvement in a weird way. The beats are a lot more layered. It's a lot more things kind of going on in there. It's, there's a lot more work. It's not as simple like like in that last song of Pharrell. It's like a little Haitian music sample flip. We kind of builds on it. Like production wise, he's definitely up his game. But I, I think I do see what you're saying, where by him kind of making this, and, and like I said, I, it's weird because I think it does work as an album because of that unified sound. But at the same time, by him kind of making this, you know, this this statement, this like nice little 40 minute, 50 minute, I can't remember how long it is, blend, it does kind of have the same vibe to it, which is a positive because it's something where, you know, like, like I'm kind of mad it came out like now because this is a perfect fucking brunch like fucking album. <laughs> this, is a br- this is an album where, you know, it's like fucking a good 85 degrees out. You show up, you're somewhere, you paid fucking 20 bucks for a watered down fucking free drink someplace. You know, it's fucking hot as shit, but everybody's dancing and you're fucking eating these meals and the fucking DJ's blaring and you're upstairs in some rooftop somewhere and, and it's fun times. And it, and, it, and, it, and it captures that spirit perfectly. And the only thing, like I said, is the idea of where I felt like with the other stuff he was doing, like going back, you said 99%. He had like the, um, he had this weird SoundCloud, like I think it's called Question, 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 where it's like an hour and a half maybe of just kicking out a beat where you see him experimenting. It'd be nice though, like you said, is if he kind of branched out more. I can't get mad at him doubling down when he does the best because it's, like I said, it's a great listen straight through. But it'd be nice if, you know, 
you know, I, I get like if you want pure house, like some shit yeah. that could go like like right for three a.m. deep house set, bam, is creating out a song. Particularly somebody who does, and this word gets weird. He does dance music. Like, like when I go to Kachinada, I'm not looking for a fucking, you know, I am not looking for a great R&B production. And that's no just to Kachinada. It's because I come to him for like fucking dancing jams. And he's definitely nailed out of that album. But it'd be nice for him to kind of dig deeper in more dance genres than it is to see him go deeper in more R&B genres, if that makes any word sense. Yeah, see, all right. I'd say like, I don't know if I want Kachinada to go... Other dance genres, guy. I, I do think he's kind of found his lane. Well, like, Finn, I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear know, no hard techno from Kachinada. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I mean, like, <laughs> like maybe you can, you know, like, it'll be interesting, like you know, to see what Afrobeat collaboration with, yeah. with Kachinada would be, or, or something like that. You had an Afrobeat song, I feel like on here, the I, one with Gold Link. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is kind of like close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, but I, I think for me, it's just, I think he, I think he. I don't know, and I feel like bad because I feel like you know the Kitchenada fans are going to dox me, but I feel like he there's certain points in his album where I felt like he took a template and where he's just like okay, Ooh. you know I I'm like, going to do feel like this is this is this is the this house album is boring house <laughs> house track female vocalist and then this is almost like you know you had Callie you had Van Jess you had Estelle and you had like Charlotte Day Wilson and it was just kind of like. I wouldn't say copy paste, but it just kind of felt like very similar to me. Well, there were no risks. I think if it had probably sum it up, where even in that first album, they felt like there were some risks, and this is kind of like uh, you know the biz- the biggest risk here was him dropping it in winter, so, like out of nowhere. The actual music itself was very much him kind of in his wheelhouse. Definitely a master of that wheelhouse. Definitely showed improvement in that wheelhouse. Definitely production is better in that wheelhouse. But there's no real risk to it. Whereas, like, it would have been nice, going back to the idea of an Afrobeat song, an Afrobeat song with Gold Link is a great idea. But Af- but Gold Link dropped an album that was kind of half Afrobeat fucking four or five months ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or, did we talk about Gold Link and his whole rant about Mac Miller, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, shout, shout out to Gold Link. That's... Gold, Gold Link is the best Ulysses writer out there ever, guys. That's, 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 to, to, since we already went on this little tangent. Long story short, about a month ago, Gold Link decided to go on Instagram and memorialize his really good friend, Mac Miller, you know, who took him out on tour by basically saying how Mac Miller stole his idea for Diaspora <laughs> and, and, and basically and, and stole Anderson Pac from him also, apparently, <laughs> which required Anderson Pac hopping on Oprah's internet and physically threatening to fuck Gold Link up the next time he saw him. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get I I didn't get that whole thing. You know, that was the whole thing. I I, I we have to talk about this because I feel like, and like, you know, shouts to Wally too. I feel like there's a certain certain weird thing happened with a lot of DC dudes where they don't really a little a little socially awkward a little bit quick to jump on the handle. I, 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 well, yeah, I, I can it's see, I can see. There, I mean, look, we we have listeners in DC, so don't dox me, but. MCs, you know, something. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's definitely like in in my dealings with Wale, like it's definitely like something in the water. That's all I want to say. Like you can't compliment a certain Um, you know rapper, DC rapper shoes, and be like, why you like my shoes, huh? You clowning me? (laughs) The fuck is wrong with you, huh? And then they go on Twitter making fun of you. A little little sensitivity there. A little quick to go aggressive is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it was a very weird thing, and just like very like you know, just not tasteful. Like, come on, son. Like, if you have beef, like, what do you want? What's Mac Miller gonna do? Yeah, you know, haunt you in your dreams. 
you know. And the basic idea of where I was hoping to give you some like real juice, it was pretty much like I worked with Vanessa Pock. He worked with Vanessa Pock after me. I had an idea for this. He had it wasn't even like really good bites. At least give me some shit. Like like imagine imagine what would happen if that's the way hip hop actually worked. Like like Nate Dogg was there doing hooks for like all of nineties across yeah. the board. So the idea that Anderson Park had this little run is not anything special. He was doing fucking Dr. Dr. Speaking of the connection, Dr. he was all over Dr. Dre's album. So I but, guess Dr. Dre deserves a check also. I, I don't even remember the collaboration with Gold Link and Anderson Park. Me neither, to be honest with you. Yeah, I remember I remember the, the Mac Miller Anderson Park song. It was yeah. one of my favorite songs. Of, yeah, no, I, I don't. For, for me, if Anderson Park was honestly, was Compton. Yeah. And then from Compton, it was his own stuff, and then we branch out. And then yeah. he kind of became a hook guy for a lot of people. Yeah. In the same way Ty Dolla Sign is. I, I didn't really just, there's no like, oh, when I think of Anderson Pock, I don't even really think of a collaborator in my mind. Yeah, but I definitely don't think about Goalie. Go oh, you know, no. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it was, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was really weird. Yeah, you know, shouts shout to DC rappers. You know. Don't shoot me. Anyway, <laughs> going back into Kachinada is the idea of, and I see a point where it's like a lot of those pieces were very logical. Is it's like if I'm gonna do this track, I'll put this person here. I did oddly enough read an interview with him where, and, and like he said, he was trying to push people out of their comfort zone. Yeah, and I can kind of see that, but it's like it's still more. See, I, I, this album's good, damn it. This album is good. But see, I feel like he did that with 99.9% because, like, he, you know, like something like um, oh, the, the Anderson Park collab. <laughs> <laughs> and all the music in 2019 you know, always boils down and goes back to Anderson Park. Yeah, but it, it felt a little bit unnatural. And you could tell he kind of pushed Anderson, like, a little bit out of the comfort zone where, like, Anderson's like, oh, this beat is crazy. What am I doing here? You know, like, let me see what I can do. I don't feel like there's there's a lot of that. Maybe the Pharrell track, which is, I think is the most interesting track on the album. Like, maybe that that track was something. But even, you know, um, Kate and I had an interview with uh, Apple Music, and he's just like, you know, Pharrell was like, I'm a chameleon. Like, give me whatever you, you, you got, and I'll just, like, jump on it and figure it out. You know, that's me what Rick, Pharrell is. Me at Rick Rubin's Ranch, race <laughs> out there, we'll do yoga, smoke a little L, and we'll work it out. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, no, look, I'm a, I'm a Kitchener fan. Like, I, I'm excited to put around the fact that he's going to tour this album, which is really. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I gotta put say. Oh, so he's going to tour this album. Oh, so, I'm, I'm ready. And then also, too, like, he actually had. So, basically, he's like, I haven't. I have more tracks, like a whole other album that he's going to release within six months. Oh, nice. So, and he's saying like, those tracks are different. So I might, I might be standing uh, for like the, the unreleased track. Maybe a nice eight, May, <laughs> April, get my little brunch boots together. Ooh, my little S medium on Marty exchange shirts. <laughs> my boot cut jeans. Ooh, <laughs> a little daytime drinking. You know what I'm saying? Maybe get arrested by the cops. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So, um, so maybe that. Album, uh, I think I'll be a bit, a bit more entertained. Again, don't dox me. No, but, but I, you know what it is though. In hindsight, that kind of makes sense because this was all of I. And like I said, I, I think the genius of this album is the fact of where it works. All right, so let's go back to the whole idea of let's let's break down the dance music album concept. So the dance music album concept comes with one of two flavors. Either it's a producer kind of doing what he does over like 60 minutes. They're always fucking never short. Yeah. 60 minutes, fucking an hour, fucking 20 minutes, over and over and over again. Or it's the whole like like you know the diaspora album, where it's like here I'm gonna have some rap music. 
I'm gonna have some R&B singers. Here's a fucking banjo. I'm trying to show you how eclectic I am. Trying to make pop music. It's basically like almost like the idea of where I am writing my resume to eventually cross over. Yeah. Look at my boy Gefelstein. So like, love that dude. He's no. What is he known for? Hardcore techno, like angry, almost industrial techno. What happens? You know, Kanye's like, yo, I'm doing this Jesus shit. This French dude who smokes a cigarette and wears a cute suit. He does his fucking crazy techno shit. I have him on my album. Bam, that happens. He's an international touring DJ. He, he, he gets a cut from fucking hopping over to fucking doing work of the weekend, you know? And it's now he's even closer and closer. And so he drops an album. Album is fucking mid. Why? It's all fucking crossover shit. You know what I'm saying? Really boring, middle, middle tier dance songs and pop songs. What does he have to do? He tours. But before he tours, he drops a fucking EP of hardcore techno shit. Is the idea of where I feel like for a lot of, and it happens a lot too, it goes in reggae music. I have a feeling is that, you know, if you're an artist, you've kind of mastered the genre, you have a lot of A&R people like telling you like, yo dog, you know, you're big here, but you could be really big if we throw like fucking, you know, if you know, if you're a reggae dude, we'll throw a little rapper on there or throw this little pop singer on there. Oh, you're doing a little fucking Afrobeat. So we'll go over here, we'll hop on some, you know, maybe we'll get some grime rappers, get some UK love and yada, yada, yada. And we, have, we always talk about the A&R album. It's easy to kind of spot when it's a fucking pop singer because it's blatant. It's boring. It's soulless. Yeah. Well, for a dance producer, it's not as bad because it's still in charge of production. But the crazy thing is it's still kind of that bad because you have these guys out of their wheelhouse. Even though they make the music, even though, to quote unquote, it's their beats. You know, when you kind of say, and you, like you said, go back to Dancing Pac, when you say, oh, I'm going to call this artist up to come over here and rap on there, and you're kind of half-assing it because you aren't really into the music and you just kind of did this beat because it's what's happened. And then they come in because, you know, they got a phone call and they're going to get a check by, you know, whoever, or maybe they're on the same label, yada, yada, yada. It becomes fucking, you know, it's mediocre shit. So in, in Kishaw's defense, he just like, I'm making an album that's in my fucking wheelhouse. There will be no fucking, you know, there's no fucking Kung Fu Kenny here. Yeah. You know, there's no J. Cole horrible sexy raps. I will not make my fan base endure this bullshit. It's, you know, people like Sir, it's people like Pharrell, people who fit this aesthetic. Here's what I want to say, because I think we want to end this. We will not end this. This will be the <laughs> eternal war. Cation out of war to 2020. <laughs> again, not a bad album. And, and again, like, you know what? Not every album that somebody's going to drop is going to be a classic. Ooh. You know? And you I don't think, know that. That's a little backhanded, handed though. But, 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 but again, so like, 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 this album, look. This album to me is not as classic as his first album or some of the SoundCloud work, and that's fine. You know, like it's cool. Like you know, not because people in my circle of friends are like, this album is the best album of 2019. I don't feel that way. I feel like sometimes people they like the idea of Kate and I and whatever as opposed to like the work he puts out. I think it's a fine album. It's decent. It's cool. Like, but it's not, I, to me, it's just, it's not as, as high as people are putting it up there. And that's completely fine. Like, I'm still going to support. I'm still going, you know, like if you, when he tours, I still want to be in the front row. You know, I, I, again, I saw him in like a 100 person room at South by like, no, like half empty, <laughs> 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 you know? So like, I've been there for, you know, I've been there for a long time. Um, so, you know, again, like, it's it's completely fine, you know, if if I don't feel like this album is going to be, like, you know, be, like, the best of all time. 
So that's all I got to say about that. Mm, I, I, on my end, I, I will say that I felt like, you know, I, I definitely understand the critique, but I like the fact that it's, it's and I, and I think it kind of touched it, it's, it would have been very easy for him to have made an album that had a lot of pitfalls where he's forcing a lot of collaborations. He's doing a lot of weird things. While, yeah, definitely the, the experimentation of 999 is missing. 999, 99% is missing. I do like the fact of where I, I do feel as an album, as a long player, it's a solid piece of work. Yeah, yeah, it's something no, it's, where you could play from the beginning to end. There's no weird gaps. It's just, like I said, it, it'd be, it'd be, if we had nicer weather, it'd be white wine and rosé music. Yeah, you know no, what I'm it, it's definitely a solid album. It's definitely a yeah. solid album. So uh, mm-hmm. shout out to Kitchenada. Shout out to Kitchenada, you know what I'm saying? I'm out here holding it down, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All these haters out here, all I want to do is get invited to parties, could dance next to Janet Jackson. But that's my that, whole goal. That's the problem, though. You gotta like everything. If you don't like one thing, you're a hater. Yeah, that's, that's the way. That's where we're living now. Social media world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and 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 any any anything you say or do will be held against you in the court of law, <laughs> even years later. Shout <laughs> to Camilla Caballo. <laughs> Keep saying the N-word, boo. I still love you. Your girl. Oh, Your I love girl. it. That little racism, anti-Asian racism, anti-black racism. Woo! Vintage. Beautiful thing. Vintage 2012. 2012. Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr. At least keep that shit to Twitter like everybody else. She's like, I'm on the Tumblr. I'm out here. <laughs> Looking up little B memes and fucking doing racism at the same time. Multitasking. That's America right That's there. That's America right there. That's America. You know, my favorite is... Minority yourself, very light skin, you know, very, you know, you know, passable, and that very America will accept you because he fits her nice type. But definitely Camila Caballo, you know what I'm saying? Cop pulls you over, you know, you got to get that nice dick too, my boo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> on new music, uh, it's, it's been obviously it's been Christmas, so I've been listening to like all of us, Mariah Carey, twenty four seven. Get paid, girl. Seven days a week. Get that money. Shout out to Mariah Carey. You know what I'm Get saying? Get that money. Boo, I'm not even mad about that. I'm engaged, but if you need anybody to come in, my, my fiance will understand. <laughs> just for a couple of... <laughs> the, 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 just, just for the Christmas checks. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> Me and her, let's put it, we all good. But like, those Christmas checks must be lean. Yo. She must be out there like fucking... Imagine her house. I bet you that bitch is like fucking September. Christmas shit is already up. Yo, <laughs> like tits and toe everywhere and shit. She's just like, yo, this is my fucking season, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> These checks about to roll in. I'm buying a fucking flying fucking Bentley. <laughs> I'm not mad at all. Ooh. Get all that money, Mariah. Ooh. Get all that money. <laughs> but anyway, on my end, it's a it's an album that actually dropped a little earlier this year. Um, earlier this year, where um. Long story short, you know, I feel that, and we've had a discussion where rap is getting a little, obviously, I feel that this weird general malaise is kind of dropped into hip hop, where from the drugs to the political and everything else, it's kind of this weird, like, dystopian rap thing happening. Yeah. You know, obviously, on the higher level, unfortunately, we've mentioned Mac Miller, a lot of it is substance abuse. On the underground level, it's just a lot of, like, this dark rap's kind of describing what the way the world is. Mm-hmm. So there's a dude, there's an album I missed because I am an asshole. That dropped very early this year, I think in February, by Kel Chris, called Guns. And I remember, yeah, and I remember reading about it, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, you know, yada yada. I don't want to read, you know, Trump is doing some shit today. I don't want to read, hear about anything about gun violence, yada yada yada. But uh, but long story short, and this is kind of fucked up. Where like this producer, this avant-garde um, 
electronic producer from the UK called The Bug, he kind of shouted him out. He's like, oh, I've been listening to this very dope. And I was like, fuck, I didn't really give that a listen. I kind of dug went back into it. And this is a really good album, man. And like I said, it's, I could sell it to you the way it was told to me. Why it turned me off is the idea of where, you know, a rapper decides to discuss the gun problem in the United States and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of socially political, blah, blah, blah. And it is that. It's very much that. But very smartly done. And there's fucking tweets on here. Like, it's some shit where it's it's very head nodable. I thought it was going to be him preaching at me in very high concept and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And it is, but it's not. It's something where you can kind of play and bump and not be caught up into the fucking the topics. Yeah. And if you are caught up in the topic, it's even better. You know what I'm saying? It's something where it, it, he just does a really good job of dealing with what's happening in the world, but not beating you over the head. And it's something where, like, you know, they had to... And there's one song where they kind of play with the idea when Trump was like on something like, I could somebody in Fifth Avenue and, you know, not get caught. Yeah. But the way even he flips it, it's less about like Trump, but more about like, oh, gun violence and everything else. And with the gun violence, it's not on some like, yo, you know, guns are bad or, you know, or like a lot of times, it's even, I feel like a lot of MCs either go guns are horrible or kind of do the whole allegory about like guns are violence. He does it in a way where it's like it's a it's a fact of life. Yeah, like he's like preaching down to you, and, it, and so I've been listening to a lot of that, and it's just been a fucking great listen. So I kind of mad I missed it the first time around, because I am a snobby you know journalist who apparently goes the extra mile not for good hip hop, but for poor. <laughs> Back to you, Stone. <laughs> Damn, I can't top that. Uh, all right, so all right, new music for me is actually kind of funny because. I got Sonos. I got a little Sonos one. How much you making, man? Maybe which, where, where your crib at? Ballin'. Ooh, I'm break in. Ballin'. Oh, a little Sonos speaker? Songwriter Ooh. Mariah Carey ballin'. Ooh, look at that. Christmas must be great in the fucking stone house. Yo, homes. it's like $30 off, fam. Ooh, $30. Get that, get that Cyber Monday. Ooh, I can get a whole speaker from China for $30, <laughs> bro. I ain't trying to get that Sonos. Yo, Sonos Ooh. will change your life. Ooh, I don't know about this. Get, get at us. Ooh. Sponsor this shit right All now. Because right, so Sonos you- will... Change your life. So the way your bespoke spot. So let me set the scene. So you're at your in your crib right now. I'm wearing your you know your 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 vestment socks. You know bespoke vestment socks. Twenty dollars a sock. The coat Rick Ross. <laughs> a lean back while you drip your shanti. This is your Sonos. I, there's no problem with that. All right, so that's I'm, all I'm, facts. You know, all I'm, facts. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to set the vibe here. All facts. All right, all right. So I got my Sonos. And again, like I'm late to the Sonos game, fam. Like the Sonos is like, oh it's, snap! It's, it's probably it's a, it's a thing called poverty. <laughs> <laughs> True that. <laughs> True that. So basically, long story short, I um, I've been listening to like a lot of psychedelic type music, Karang Band, um, Rex Orange County, like. I don't know, he's uh tobacco, like like that's like a weird like subgenre of mine that I've just been attached to uh for like this past year. So I got the Sonos and I'm like, you know, and the Sonos has Alexa built in. Uh oh. So I'm like, Alexa play, you know, music on Spotify and it started playing a song and I was like, yo, this song is dope. So the algorithm gods bless me. Oh, <laughs> Shout out to, to, to Bass Bezos. <laughs> um, so this group, I don't really know that much about them. I'm going to talk about them. It's called Holy Hive. I think they're like L.A. based. Um, they're kind of like, I wouldn't say like every song in their EP is is dope, but it's kind of like this kind of, I wouldn't say like, like kind of psychedelic 
slash like kind of Laurel Laurel Canyon type of vibe. Right, you know, like, yeah. the lead singer has this like kind of like kind of cool dope falsetto. You know, and it's just like laid back. And I was like, oh snap, this is like mad cool. And like you know, they have a heart player that's not Brandy Younger. Fail, but they have a heart player that kind of collaborates with them and kind of like sets these like moods, and and the the, the EP is called Harping, but I feel like the harp is kind of like not the the focus is the fo- the harp is kind of like the background to kind of sets the mood, but I think you know they kind of have this you know, it's like a full band you know, and it's just like this really cool kind of psychedelic 60s like you know pacific coast highway type of vibe that just like struck with me um so yeah like the track uh oh i miss her so is is what uh i started listening to i was like oh snap this this is a vibe right now it's a vibe right now so uh and it sounds great on the sonos i'm like oh snap so you know because the sonos is like the sonos is dope like but i'm also realizing that you know, I play hip hop on the Sonos and it's cool, but like it, it accentuates the bass to the point where you like sometimes it could just be all bass. But when you have something that's balanced with like harp and like guitar, you can't and play any poverty hip hop with your Sonos. <laughs> you can't play no raggedy hip hop. It's gotta be proper music. A little bit in, some Mitzi, you know. That's what they maybe maybe a little Taylor Swift. If you really want to get the highs and lows in the whole full dynamic range, obviously classical. Maybe some Kenny G jazz. Not anything. No, no, Miles Davis. A little too jungle music for Sonos. <laughs> you want something a little more, you know, clarity. Damn, we we just lost Sonos as a sponsor. I know. Fuck it. I love y'all. <laughs> Give me one of those speakers. I will flip that bitch in two seconds. It'll be an eBay before you blink. <laughs> I got rent to pay, man. I live in Brooklyn. This bitch is getting more expensive. <laughs> anyway, the the e- the Holy Hive is the band, and the EP is called Harping. Like, play on your Sonos. Ooh, play it on your Sonos. Shouts <laughs> or your Beats, your Bose headphones. <laughs> your Bose headphones. <laughs> or for me, Ankler. <laughs> Made in China, right now, thirty forty eight nine nine on Amazon.com. <laughs> Type in Reg loves you and get four percent off. <laughs> anyway, folks. We're happy y'all listening. We're happy to be here. We're happy baby Jesus coming. So, you know, for y'all, whatever y'all believe in, baby Jesus, you know. Happy holidays, man. You know, happy holidays, you know. Comes it all. You know, if you believe in Amazon, Google, Apple, whatever (laughs) whatever you worship in 2019. But, uh, but, you know, thanks for all for listening. And we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace.